Welcome to another edition of IWTV Guide, your guide to what's on independentwrestling.tv. I'm Jared J. Hawk Hawkins. Joining me as always, the man with Jake Geek 100th problem, Charlie Butter. Oh, man. Now, that's going to be your reaction, all oh, man. I'll tell you after the, after the, <laughs> why that was actually really funny to me, but nobody else would get it. So I just. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you know who we're asking about you? Who? Nobody. Good. That's the way I like it. So <laughs> let's keep it that way. Okay. Now, just, just real quick, of course, uh, professional wrestling lost Pat Patterson last week. I feel like we got to talk about, it, even though that's not really an independent wrestling type of thing. Did you get a chance to meet Pat Tarkat weekend at all? No, but I just saw him at like the one uh, at the roast and stuff was there. That thing I saw him. Yeah, I got to meet him at Cauliflower Alley, and he did that line to me. <laughs> they looked at my name, like, you're Jared. You know who can come about you? Who? Nobody. And he walked away. I'm like, okay, that was funny. Well, the one year my dad went with me, and Pat hadn't been there in a couple of years. And they walked past us in the hallway, and my dad's like, hey, Pat, we missed you the last couple of years. Like, you did? I didn't miss you. Uh, you can listen to Bruce Pritchard, Jim Cornette, pretty much anybody else that worked with him to get the full story on Pat Patterson's career, but I, I wanted to bring it up real quick. Okay, so with that, let's get into the independent wrestling portion of our independent wrestling podcast. Yeah, so this week's going to be a little bit different since uh, there's no mass wrestler, so uh, that's that's done with right now. So um, this week we're going to talk about the IWTV Awards, so... Yeah, so they took nominations for about two weeks. The nominations are in. What order do you want to take the in here? We're going to go over the nominations. We'll talk briefly about them. We're not going to necessarily give away our vote, but we'll talk briefly about them. Just about run down them. the list from here. Wrestler of the Year, they got Liam Moriarty, John Wayne Murdoch, Blake Christian, Warhorse, and AJ Gray. Yeah, I, I, my personal opinion, I think it comes down to three out of that five. I think we're looking at Moriarty or Warhorse at the top two with AJ Gray and Dark Horse, in my opinion. But yeah, any of those three, I could definitely see taking it. Yeah, obviously, any of the five could do it. But they were the top five nominee, yeah, vote getter. I guess in the nominee portion of it. So. Yeah, tag team of the year: Violence is Forever, Besties in the World, The Rejects, Top Flight, Iron Beast, and Bear Country. That is such a tough category. I, mean, I know who my pick is going to be, but that is such a tough category. Uh, yeah, I mean, again, I could narrow it to probably three out of the out of that list. Um, Violence is Forever, Top Flight, and Bear Country are, are my top three out of that list. Um, I, th- I think Top Flight showing up in AEW the last few weeks helped their cause. That could it, hurt them with some people, though. No. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, they're, they're kind of off the independence at this point. So, I mean, really, to me, if you look at who had actual, um, like, breakout matches and actually got to the next level as a tag team i mean there's there's one pretty obvious pick pretty obvious pick uh match of the year we got lee moriarty and alex shelley from aiw uh february 7th matt tremont versus ricky shane page from h2o on october 30th blake christian versus leo rush uh from gcw on november 8th lee moriarty versus daniel makabe from southern underground pro on october 9th and John Wayne Murdoch versus Orin Vett, uh, ICW No Holds Barred on November 14th. Okay, now I have not seen this particular Blake Christian Leo Rush match, but I did see their match uh, on YouTube this past week. And I, while it was good, I wasn't that impressed with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I guess the first one was really good. I'll have to check it out. But I mean, there's two on here. And basically, when I saw it, I was like, okay, well. The Moriarty and Makabe match was one that everybody talked about as being match of the year contender. Um, 
I didn't hear anybody else really mention any of these other ones as match of the year contenders. So that just kind of puts it above everything else to me. Um, if I even had to pick a second place, it'd be him and uh, Moriarty and Shelley from AIW. So <laughs> those are really the... Which realistically should telegraph wrestler of the year, but you don't know what people are thinking when they vote for these. Right. And I mean, I guess I should watch the other... Th- uh, the other three matches that were picked on this because I have, I've seen only seen these two, but like, I don't think any of those are going to impress me more than what I've seen in, from Moriarty and Maccabe. So, I mean, but I, I'm willing to check it out. I mean, I'm open-minded enough for that. So uh, moment of the year, uh, Matt Tremont retires, uh, John Wayne Murdoch's destroyer from ICW no holds barred nine one one returns camp leapfrog, Akira jumps from the rooftop, ICW no holds barred, and G-Raver returns. The only one I've seen is Akira jumping off the roof. Yeah, I was there live for that. So I was watching live on IWTV. I do want to see the other moment there. I mean, I've seen the Destroyer because uh, that was Gift, uh, so I did see that. I mean, it is what it is, I guess. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to go on that one uh promo or vignette of the year eddie kingston calls out everyone from icw um frank the clown we're going to take your smile away from freelance matt tremont versus ricky shane page video package swimming pool battle royal and matt tremont's retirement speech i've seen the eddie kingston promo i call the swimming pool battle royal being people i knew were in that segment i haven't seen the other three yet the good thing is, for those of you who are going, well, I don't know how to vote for the Matrix or the Moment Pick. I haven't seen them. If you go to independentrecling.tv and look at them, there's a watch link right next to the honoree or the nominee. Mm-hmm. And it'll take you right to that port- portion of the show that showed up on. You can see it. Uh, you can definitely make the informed decision. Sure. That's the best thing to do. So, yeah, there you go. Check that out. It's been a long week. It's Well, I mean, I don't know. The weekend was just kind of boring for me, but getting back into work now and it's like we're we're in busy mode you know getting ready for inventory and it's i was wiped out after today i literally (laughs) didn't even want to record today it's the first time in a while that i didn't want to record because i'm just like i just want to go to sleep and then we had a miscommunication where i'm like we're doing this live and you're like we're doing it and you thought we were doing it a virtual this week yeah i'm trying to keep it limited right now as to who i see and who I'm around, just limit it as best I can with everything going on. So just, you never know. I mean, you see way more people than I do in a day, but you've been pretty lucky so far. I've been pretty lucky so far. So hopefully. Oh, you have the schedule up? What's on IWTV this week? I don't have the schedule. Give me a second. All right. I do have the page up. I just didn't have the schedule. Okay. So this week, December 8th at 8 p.m. Eastern, New South Pro Wrestling, Action Clash episode 13. Uh, December 8th at 9 p.m. Eastern, Heavy Metal Wrestling, Texas Grand Prix Series Week 10. Wednesday, December 9th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Limitless Wrestling, The Road Season 2, Episode 8. Thursday, December 10th at 7 p.m., C4 Wrestling, Mixtape Volume 35. Uh, followed by at 10, or excuse me, at 8 p.m. Eastern, Camp Lee Frog, Leap Frog Live, Sam Laterna's Slumber Party. Saturday, December 12th at 7 p.m. Eastern, Synergy Pro Wrestling, Women's Garden State Invitational 2020, followed by at 9 p.m. Eastern, ICW No Holds Barred, Pit Fighter X5. Sunday, December 13th at 8 p.m. Eastern, No Peace Underground, You Will Never Be One of Us. And that's what's on IWTV this week. People really seem to like the uh, the No Peace Underground shows. Yeah, I've seen none of them yet. I'd be lying if I could. I did. There's so much independent wrestling to watch on the on the service. Like, there's no time to watch well, it all. It's they they do like the no ring shows. So 
that's not my cup of tea. That's why I, I've never really watched them. But I mean, everybody like I, I'm, you know, part of a couple different groups, and they all watch them and and they're really into them so I'm like, all right i guess i mean there's something there i just haven't had the the real urge to sit in one i mean eventually we're gonna have to do it on here so <laughs> i'm just kind of holding off until that time to get like a straight up honest opinion on everything you know usually if you see a show had no ring you're like okay who who conned them out of the ring truck money but uh, i guess that's just a way that they can get around things in certain states with like athletic and stuff if they do a no ring show i guess and stuff like that so you know whatever i guess if people are entertained by it i don't know it's in florida though the crowd's pretty packed in on one side so it's like we've seen all those kind of people no masks all crowded it is what it is there's a company in pennsylvania a couple of years ago they were they were doing wrestling shows they had a wrestling ring but they were calling them stunt exhibition to try to get around the athletic commission sure. nobody, nobody was really fooled but technicality and all that well i think athletic commissions shouldn't really exist for end up for wrestling yeah once they pretty much acknowledge yeah they can all work they're what the point of the athletic commission exactly it's just another way for them to, to get money out of people it's yeah it's government interference or something that shouldn't be all right with that go ahead and get our main event we decided this week <laughs> with about 24 hours notice but we had no idea to do heavy metal wrestling and the technic grand prix theory we're gonna do week one here for the review yeah just something simple and easy uh this week well, we were planning on doing the GKW show, and then at the last minute, they went, well, we're not going to air it on IWTV after all. We're going to do it on YouTube and Confundraker, which was cool. I had no issue for them doing that, but screw it up over. Eh, I mean, I don't I don't know what came down to them just taking it off IWTV, because originally that was what they announced. It was even on the schedule, and then all of a sudden, like, I go to double-check everything, and it's not there anymore, and it's only on YouTube, and I'm like, uh, all right, I guess. You know, basically, with the COVID restrictions, they couldn't have paying fans in there. If they couldn't have paying fans, they were trying to make it a fundraiser because they could pay the Ruckler, and they get more icon on it, making it YouTube only. At least that was the, least that was the logic, public logic behind it. Uh, well, the thing is, is that the last time that this happened, when COVID first hit, they did the same thing. And they put it on IWTV. Exactly. So... I'm- but all right, whatever. I mean, whatever they want to do, I guess. Uh, Act Brett Lauderdale about that, and Act and Wahey and on putting Joey Janelli on Joey Janelli on commentary every time he does one of these goddamn things. I mean, they spent a very large amount of time talking about if you could hear them, and I just I literally tweeted, just talk about the matches. Who gives a fuck? And I guess he was paying attention to this because he told them to stop talking about it and just act like it's working. And then just talk. And then Janela doubled down on it when you can't tell me not to talk about it when I call my Twitter feed. I'm like, Shut up. Between that, his usual half the show making fun of Jim Cornette and even got a Dave Marquette crack on it. Like, all oh, the fucking match or don't sh- or just shut up. Like, I think I would find him funny if I was like inebriated or something. But every time I've ever had to watch a show that he did commentary on, it's just not good. Like, I don't. Who are they appealing to by having? Him and uh, Gill on commentary. I don't understand. And I and I like Kevin Gill. I do too. Not but when he worked with Joey Janela, but he played into Joey Janela's shit. Right. Yeah. You got to at least have one straight man and one making jokes if you're going to do it that way. So at least shit's normal. But they just they yeah, it's just not a good fit with them too. Don't get it. Show it. Go for really good for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually kept my attention all the way up till the main event, and then I like watched leo rush make his entrance and then i was kind of like eh, whatever but i was i was, had watched how much wrestling at that just 
Uh, as much as I hate the game, I'm looking forward to it. Kikotaro and Nally Cat lost me too. Yeah, I, well, that, the that, bad that, part that was that I couldn't fucking hear what they were saying, and all I could hear was Joey and Gil making cracking jokes and like trying to like laugh and make it a big deal with stuff going on. I'm like, I don't understand what they're trying to get across in the ring because I can't fucking hear. Here, my volume was down like lower than normal. So I feel like if I would have had it up, I might have been able to hear better. But still, for something like that, commentary just needs to kind of... And comedy matches work with a crowd. It wasn't really a crowd. So, like, I don't know what they thought was going to work there. But that's not the show we're reviewing. Like, <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know why we got into that. But all right. And you know, it's your fault, Jared. It it's is my fault. fault. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take the heat on that. But it is what it is. I mean, that was supposed to be our review this week. Uh, so we kind of had a pivot. Uh, let's take a look. Um, so heavy metal wrestling. Um, from what I can tell, they have one champion. Um, I think they have two cage match only one, but they have an undisputed title that, well, actually yeah, I don't, it, but they don't even talk about the other belt at all on the show. So I'm assuming the undisputed is just the only belt they have now, because why would that the undisputed belt being a top belt, not even be listed on cage match, but some random ass other belt is. I don't understand. I mean, I don't know who in charge of keeping cage match up to date either. No, the champion that they have lifted on cage match is the Becker knuckle championship held by Ruben Steele. I don't, I, I got that kind of version of the brass knuckle title would be my guess. I'm not sure, but the title we call here was the undisputed title held by, uh, Kiefer Bartek. I, I can't believe I blanked on that name. Apparently they've been around since 2017. Uh, you know who it surprises me is not their champion? Warhorse, because it's heavy metal wrestling and Warhorse is fucking heavy metal. That make that make perfect sense. I don't even know if he ever worked for him. I didn't see anything when I I don't think he has. Um, so I'm assuming eventually he's gonna have to and just go there and rule ass. So it makes sense. Um <clears throat> the other thing that's kind of interesting is uh I was kind of looking through like their past shows and stuff like that. And they, they've done no ring shows as well. And, uh, one of them had Luigi Primo and Dan Housen. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay. So this show is taking place in the rolling Oak mall in San Antonio, Texas. And just a little room in the mall. It looked like, like there's basically like enough room for the ring and like one row of fans. And that would get commentary was real good. I liked the, the, the guy doing solo commentary. I thought he did a good job. I had his name here a minute ago. I want to give him proper credit. Yeah, yeah, definitely do that. Beto Berrigan. Yeah, he did a real good job. Yeah, he did. A, he did a real night. He did a real nice job there. Uh, the opening graphic looked like the opening of like a mid nineteen eighty PBS children video. Yeah, they used a lot of cool retro graphics and stuff like that. I was gonna rip some of the sounds off on it and like play them today, but uh, I just didn't feel like doing that. So, but there's a lot of like, they have a really cool, uh, aesthetic going on with their stuff, like their logos and everything is real cool. I really dig the style that they're doing. Show begins with an in-ring promo from the group called the commission composed of the great Scott, the champion Kiefer Bartek and King Rob love. Yeah. One's a sheriff. One's a King. It's, it's uh, it's definitely some, some shindy vibes oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. from it, but I mean, the promo at Coke actually pretty good though. Yes, Bartek, yes. Bartek come out. I'm going to defend the title against the guy in the company who done the most for the company, <laughs> done the most to keep the company running. Jesus, the cameraman, and even the cameraman's looking at him like, "What the fuck, dude?" <laughs> yep. And then after that, King Rob Love, he wants to be in the tournament. He issues an open challenge for a qualifying match in the tournament. And out comes Arid Merker in his first match after an ACL tear. You know, yeah, his first match in over a year. We get to the match. 
Merker gets a near fall, like 30 seconds in off a knee strike, but then he favors the knee because that was the bad knee from you know, the knee he tore, basically. So he's favoring the knee the entire match, love working on it the entire match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Merker rolled out of a sharpshooter to counter. His shoulder cut the mat. Referee actually counted the shoulder there, which was a great job. Nice little cuddle touch there. Uh, Merker Duncan eventually come back, get the tap out win off the Kimura in about a minute. Good stuff here. Yeah, yeah, that Kimura locked him. Good. Definitely. From there, we get another qualifying match for the tournament. Nat Gnella taking on Gino Medina. Yes, I know Gino from uh, Gino from uh, MLW, and uh, I like him. He's pretty decent. Yeah, my first chance to Nat Gnella, he looked really good here, too. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely want to see more, uh, more of him. Mm-hmm. First five minutes of this match is pretty much a clean scientific wrestling, and then all of a sudden, Medina gets a thumb to the eye and take control. That's the one the one card I have with Beto on commentary here. He meant the thumb to the eye. I didn't call it. Oh, okay. That's the one gripe I the one gripe I have with him in the entire show. Gino does a great looking comeback, uh, but he does get caught with a kick and a jackknife pin. Gina Medina enters the tournament with the win. Yeah, so a lot of these are like qualifying matches for the Grand Prix, and then yeah. later on they get into like the Grand Prix match in a further episode. Yeah, and the tournament round robin from what they say, which I like the round robin tournament. I'm glad they're doing that. Yeah, I know other companies were trying to do that uh, through COVID, and unfortunately, it kind of fell apart. From there, we get the matchup for the Heavy Metal Wrestling Undisputed Championship. The Sheriff Kiefer Bartek defending against Gene Delarogue, the cameraman. I really expected a swerve here. Like, I expected somebody to come out like, no, you're not going to take on a cameraman. I'm taking a spot. Right. We didn't get that. We we actually got the advertised match here. They did not pull a bait and switch on it. It's basically what it had to be. Bartek dominate, get caught a couple of times, and just end up beating the shit out of him and out of, out of anger to get and get the win. All right. Yep. That's all it needed to be. I mean. And Bartek finisher and called the long arm of the law, basically like a Rainmaker lariat. Fucking sweet. Yeah, I dug it. We then get a couple of promos there. Bartek, he he wants to enter the tournament. We get followed up with Merker vowing to win the tur- win the tournament. They literally all think I'm going to win the whole fucking thing. That can promo. <laughs> And then Medina, then Gino Medina cut the promo as well. And then we get our main event. Uh, before the main event, they actually put up a tail of the tape with the stat and the number and the finishing move and the height and weight and all that. Mm-hmm. Very nice touch. And then our qualifying match, the main event, ACH against Kurt Stallion. Yes. One of Kurt Stallion's last appearances before heading down to Florida. Yes. It's kind of why I picked this mat- this show because look through some of the, the other shows. There's some other matches there I was interested in, but I was like, ACH, Kurt Stallion, that's a good main event for a show to kind of just do a one-off. So Two guys basically from that general area mm-hmm. that, have, that have made it fairly big. ACH had a run in NXT, didn't, didn't last very long, but he was there. Yep. Well, you know, I understand why. Oh, so, so do I. But yeah, he uh, he's... This, I'm, I'm assuming at this point this was after he came back and before Kurt went now. So I'm it right about the time Kurt Dalian kind of even talked about like a lot of rumors about where Kurt Dalian going from here. Okay. So pretty, pretty common knowledge at that point. Nick like a very good technical wrestling match for the first five or six minutes. Then temper start to flare a little bit. They start exchanging some chop. Uh, we very briefly go to the outside. The cut-up they had in the small that really did not allow them to do a lot of stuff outside. Mm-hmm. So there's like one or two spots here where they're outside, and that was pretty much it. it like a baseball line, and at one point, one of them fell out, and the other one just kind of ro- rolled out and threw them back in. Yeah. Which was fine. That was actually a nice change of pace from a lot of stuff we usually see where they're on the floor like half the show. Right. <laughs> Wednesday night corporate wrestling, I'm looking in your general direction. Sure. Diane does begin playing a cuddle heel once they go out to the floor. Uh, ACH got a nice lariat, got a long two count to the point where you couldn't see the referee actual count, 
But it cuts your gap between you hearing the hand hit for the two and Kurt Stein actually getting the shoulder up. I'm like, okay, did somebody fuck up here? Like, what's going on? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, we do get a, a AKH get some super kick to lead to the double down and then the big comeback at the end. AKH with the Tiger Driver for the win. 17-23 on the clock. Really good stuff here. Really good main event. Yeah, I thought it was right. And I think if, if for the first show of Akiri, I think that's the kind of main event you want to end on. Mm-hmm. I want to go through and watch and kind of binge forward from here and see what, how things progress from here. Yeah, I think uh, maybe the mistake we made with some of the other shows that we watched, we we watched, you know, episodes like four and five and stuff like that deep into whatever, starting off from the first and working through, I think a little bit smarter of a move because then you kind of get an idea of what they're going to push match wise, storyline wise, that kind of stuff. And I know that's a big draw for you. So we have to kind of focus on that one series type episodes. Overall thought. Like the presentation, like the commentary. Uh the aesthetic and everything that they brought to it, I thought was real cool, different. Uh, not what I was expecting for heavy metal wrestling out of Texas. Um, so I definitely give it a thumbs up. I would watch more. Yeah, I give the show a thumbs up as well. I've, it's really weird for me to even realize that a show called Heavy Metal Wrestling is based out of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I would think it'd be more like hardcore country wrestling or something down there. But okay, maybe a wrong choice of a name. That guy kind of gives a different connotation. <laughs> Yeah, however, uh, that, that's really the only grip I have. Uh, the setting of being like a side room of the mall with the with a closed shoe department in the background is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, it's different. I mean, whatever, I guess, you know, location you can film. And I, I I thought it was a little bit different. Not, not I like different it. locations like that. At least it's not like a just shitty warehouse or something. Yeah, I, I, I like going out, outside the block and doing show and, and cutting like that. It would have been really cool if they had like the elevator or like a escalator that was turned off as like their entrance and one of my favorite nitro until the first one they did from the mall and you get people going up and down the escalator in the background mm-hmm. and people kind of looking over like what the hell going on i was kind of thinking about like the was a shotgun saturday night they had from wwe where they had the escalator the undertaker tombstone triple h triple h went not down the escalator yeah 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 that's kind of like what I was like envisioning in my head when I think about like a cool mall setting for something like that closed down mall would be something like, why not have it where like the escalator can be the entrance. So like they start off up real high and they got to come down the escalator and get into the So I think that'd be real. Who wasn't about a year ago almost killed them kind of jumping off a second level of the mall and into the ring. I don't remember. I know it was people. Yeah, went- it was not long before COVID hit. I think it was a bit year actually, but I know people were, yeah. They were going crazy about it and throwing a giant fit. The safety police were involved. And- I, I don't blame them in a cake like that, but all right. At any rate, let's go ahead and get the plug in. You can find me on Twitter at PW Critique, Facebook and Instagram at Jayhawk1539, Twitch at TFMJHawk. Oh, man. You can find me at Charlie underscore Butters. You can find this podcast at IWT Guide on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, please check out some of our uh, podcasts. Let me find my list here. Wrestling Cheers, Pod Van Dam, the Super Fantastic Podcast, At Odds with Wrestling, the Spotlight Series, and its Evolution Baby. You can also check out our non-podcast friends, PWPonderings.com, Big Starks Brand, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, Good Company in Cleveland, Ohio, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and Kayfabe Collectibles. And remember, you can use promo code PWP for five days free at IndependentWrestling.tv. Wear your mask. Black Lives Matter. Talk to you next week, everyone.